Hey guys, this week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com slash world of row. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the World of Row podcast. Okay, guys, how y'all doing? Sit back, relax, crank up that audio to the highest decibel because you're about to get into the World of Row podcast, a podcast that features intimate interviews and personal journeys with fellow creators like podcasters, musicians, entertainers, comedians, people in DIY, and so much more. This podcast is available to you every Friday on iTunes, Google Play Podcast, that's available now, um, Podcatcher, Podcast Addict, wherever you listen to your podcast. Maybe Stitcher Radio too, right? I haven't talked about Stitcher in quite a while. I am on Stitcher, so you know, check it out there. The best way that you can help out my podcast is by taking the time to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, use your social media, Vine, Snapchat, Path maybe? I don't know. Do people still use Path? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I found that I had it on my my phone or was it Uvu or oh, forget it. Anyway, let everybody know about this amazing podcast and... I've already said I'll give you a secret handshake, I'll give you a high five, how about I give you like a fist bump if I ever see you in person, or I'll give you like an emoji fist bump on Twitter, or if you email me or whatever, so yeah, alright, so here we are, now it's, you know, we're in the middle of April, jeez, gosh man, my dad, when he told me that time flies when you get older, I seriously didn't take him, I'm just going to repeat myself, seriously, it's almost amazing how fast time flies and when you're working and all this stuff, you figure out that the end months feel like when you were a kid, you know, like a month felt like six years, not six years, but like six months for you. And then if you, a year felt like five years in grown up time, it really feels like, like the opposite. So a year feels like three months or six months or two months feels like two weeks. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's insane how fast time flies. And, um, I, I, I kind of like wanted to slow down a little bit. <laughs> anyway, that's that's what um that's how time feels to me. I'm pretty sure for you it feels the same way. Yeah, uh, Texas, you know, down here in Texas, we had a pretty crazy last couple of weeks with the weather being the way it was. Got hail damage. Yeah, let me tell you about hail. Never had to. Never had seen hail before. I've been through some sorts of a of a hurricane or. A, uh, the outer the outer bands if you will of a hurricane and it was just like whoa i'm driving home from work and i'm seeing hail i almost felt like bill paxton and twister driving through hail or i mean it wasn't even little chunks of hail it was big chunks of hail and if i'll be dang got some type of hail damage and i'll be dang who says that got some hail damage and you know it's it is what it is but the best thing the best and the most important thing and the best thing about it is that we're all safe. My family, my wife and my daughter are okay. I'm okay. My car can still run. My wife's car is going to need some work. But either way, that's neither. I mean, it's just it's crazy. You know, you, you, you see things on the news, on the weather channel when stuff like this happens. You're like, man, that's crazy. I hope that never happens to me and I, I never have to go through that. Uh, hail, that was like my encounter with hail. Now, I don't want to ever go through that again and don't want to go through any types of natural disaster because that stuff is really crazy. 
creepy and it can scare the shit out of you. I'll tell you that. Um, anyway, how's your week going? Are you ready for the weekend? Are you ready for May? Jeez. Yeah, I've already said that, but God, man, time just is just going so, so freaking fast. But, you know, we're already at the halfway point of the year. My daughter's going to be two, like in three months, three and a, four and a half months. No, not four and a half months, less than four months. What, what the heck am I saying? I mean, it's just crazy. I'm Watching her grow and being a father has been an amazing thing. Having a family, being a, having my wife and her is just like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And being able to be part of that and and in the growth of my daughter and seeing her go through her everyday thing where she was crawling to walking to now she's running and she's talking and her little personality is starting to come out. It's insane. I mean, not insane, but just amazing. Anyway, um, you guys, I'm sure if you're in, you know, your family, you have kids, you, you kind of like, you're not in your head in agreement with me, like saying, yeah, Ro knows what he's talking about. I, I know what he's saying. Definitely an amazing feeling. And I can't wait. I mean, I can wait, but I'm going to, I look forward to, to the growth and seeing it. It's seeing the growth with my daughter, with my daughter and having, and, you know, being with my wife and seeing all this stuff happen. It's just going to be exciting. I just, I'm going to enjoy every moment or I'm going to try to enjoy every moment without it going so fast. But yeah, yeah. And, um, summertime is usually not my favorite time of the year. I'll be honest with you. Being from Texas, the weather is just ugly. It's, it's humid. It's hot. You got to crank up your AC down and then your light bill goes up and you got to make sure you change your, make sure your Freon's good because summertime gets really hot down here in Texas. And I'm pretty sure most, most of the parts of the, most parts in the world gets pretty hot and, and humid. But with Texas, especially with hurricane season, sometimes you get tropical storms and depressions coming through and that always sucks because the humidity goes up even worse and you get mosquitoes and I guess that's just the nature of being in Texas and being growing up as a kid when you when you go through that stuff and just not cool you know I don't enjoy it I don't enjoy it at all the best thing about my about summertime that I like is we got NBA playoffs we got the Stanley Cup playoffs this this is the jock side of me coming out that I, I enjoy that so much and then that means football season's coming coming up and it's getting closer anyway so i should probably talk a little bit about you know this week's guest right i mean not a i mean she's a great guest uh great guest to have on the show i have lulu anderson who who is a blogger digital nomad traveler all kinds of exploring the world and doing all kinds of things and trying different things and just putting herself out there i had an amazing conversation with her and I had I actually had done it twice. The first file we had an issue with it, so we had to re-record. And what you're gonna hear in this podcast is her in a coffee shop, and you can hear the commotion going on in the background. And she's in Vietnam, so the 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 greatness of doing a podcast or the the fun in it is that sometimes I'm talking to people where they're in a nice quiet setting, which is totally fine, or we're in a situation like this where she's in a coffee shop trying to get the best internet connection and hearing the commotion going on in the background and hearing what is actually going on out there when when you think of it where you're in your element and you're not used to seeing something something like that or hearing something like that and I had a lot of fun the the experience was great now I always like to do I would always like to do a podcast in person 
just because I'm having a face-to-face conversation with this person, but granted the circumstances, I've connected with Lulu through Twitter, and she shares her amazing story, and she talks about how she got into this whole traveling thing, working for trade, social media management, or marketing that she's doing now, and the ability to do it from from a laptop and being able to keep up with her blog and to keep up with her traveling goals and everything like that. And it's an amazing story. I had, I, I, I can't say that enough. I mean, it, it really sets the bar for people who want to try things and go out and do things. It doesn't have, you don't have to blog and you don't have to travel and, and you can do podcasts and you can do so many different things. And it was an awesome story and an amazing story. So I've been talking for quite some time now, sharing some experiences with you that I've encountered this week. Why don't we go ahead and get into the episode? You'll hear it, and then I will catch you guys on the other end, and and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. So, uh, what's uh, how's your how's your day? How's everything going so far? It's going good. I just got back on a night train from Sapa, and then nice. took a nap in the hostel, and then ate breakfast in the hostel. Repacked all my things. <laughs> wow. So, when you say hostel, is it like as bad as they you know like uh, is it like one of those places? No. So, I mean, basically okay. here in Southeast Asia, they range from. Four dollars a night to you know even twenty five dollars a night, um, but I go by Hostel World and I always look at something that has a good rating but a lower price, and then I'll pay a little more if it's a nice place. Wow, wow, that's that's, it. that's really cheap. Yeah, it's so inexpensive. Very cheap. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking at Portugal and the they basically start at twelve to fourteen dollars a night, whereas here they start at four to five dollars a night. So that's kind of like the cost difference that you can expect in yeah. life costs. So there, there's no, like, breakfast buffet or anything? Oh, they have free breakfast. Like, today I had an, oh, omelet, nice. an omelet, a fried egg, two pieces of bread, a coffee, a banana, and I think there was something else, too. It's a huge breakfast. Yeah. For $4 at a hotel in, in America, it doesn't even get you coffee, I don't think, for $4. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, unless, unless you paid for a nice room, then you get free breakfast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey. So okay. So right now, this is it's it's pretty late my time, and it's eleven twenty a.m. your time, correct? Yep. Yep. And and so just to kind of keep on track, we are in the future, right? Yes, I'm in the you future. You are in the future. <laughs> it's, it's a lovely place here in the future. It is a lovely. <laughs> okay. So so to my dear listeners, um, Lulu is on the podcast and. She was supposed to, well, we actually had recorded about a few weeks ago, and my file, when I was getting ready to, to, you know, listening to playback, didn't come back as good as it wanted, or some parts were missing, so here we are, nonetheless, talking again, and this time it's going to be a lot better, so (laughs) hopefully we don't cross fingers crossed and no issues. (laughs) We have have two forces against us. We have Google and Vietnam uh, internet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Google doesn't like to work with everybody. That's totally true. So, um, you know, again, I mean, I I already, I mean, I want to go through everything again just because it was so good to hear the first time around, so that's why we wanted to do it again, but... uh, no, <laughs> um, 
so you're, you're a blogger, you're a traveler, digital nomad. You're doing all kinds of things. I mean, how did you? How did this start all over? How, refresh my memory. How did this start again for you? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'll track back probably the progression to this point to two years ago when I broke my foot. I had an expensive yeah. car. I had a bit of debt just from going through my 20s in the city of Boston. And, um, my car got totaled and it kind of wiped the car payments clean and set no. me back to zero. And my dad let me borrow a car for a year and I really couldn't go out for three months because my foot was broken. And so I spent wow. a lot of time at home. Um, and I, I guess I, I figured out, you know, some of the, the ways of spending and the ways that I had been doing things were kind of bullshit. And I could live on less, and I didn't need to be so um, hungry for the social life, the scene, all those things. Um, and I got really aggressive over the next year, paying off my debt. And over that time, I got more curious about international travel, which I had done a bit of, but never really the backpacking thing. Yeah. And so I started to think, okay, well, when I pay off my debt, my present to myself is going to be I'm going to use some miles I've collected and go to Southeast Asia for a month solo travel. And um, nice. So yeah, so I put that goal in mind, and once that was in mind, it, you know, you get something in your head, you get a little, like everything that you see starts to point point towards that. Um, and so I started reaching out to friends who had similar interests, and one specific person I reached out to connected me with her brother, who had done a lot of Southeast Asia travel, yeah. and he was. <laughs> And I'm so he was. Now. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in the Middle East at the time, and it started off just like a phone call. And he was like, oh, "I'll help you, you know, with an itinerary." Two weeks later, he delivered me a three, four-page, full thirty-day itinerary. Don't go to this hostel. Go to this hostel. Um, bring this cash for the visa. Um, you'll want to be here for this party. Like just so thoroughly, beautifully planned out. And. Yeah. Thus began our romantic encounters online. Um, <laughs> um, we start. We started just chatting here and there, and then I think we we found we had a lot of like interests in common. And at that time, my dog died, and he was there for me during that time. Oh. And yeah, and um, poor Olive, we miss her. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace <laughs> um, and <laughs> and so during that time. Um, I paid off my debt and like college loans and a little bit of credit card debt, some of which was thanks to Olive, <laughs> the expensive English bulldog. Um, yeah. Oh, she but, was an English bulldog? Yeah, she was so good. Oh. Yeah, those yeah. are cute dogs. Yeah, she was naughty, but, you know, she was my, my girl for nine years. And yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so over the course of the summer, you know, we got to talking more and more and I think we kind of had in our minds we would meet in March when I had booked my trip for. And then he went on leave for the month of October, and he got in his head that he wanted to see me sooner, and I was interested in seeing him sooner. So he booked me a flight to meet him in Bali. And at that time, I didn't love my job. It was, yeah, yeah digital marketing for selling couches and furniture, and I just have real no passion for that. Yeah. <laughs> And refresh uh, my memory, this was October of 2014 or last 2015. year? Yeah, this last 2015. year. 2015, okay. Yep, yeah, so so here I am, not loving my job. An interesting man has just invited me to Bali. Um, weeks before I went, um, I was on the plane from Arizona to Boston where the pilot died twice. Yeah, yeah and I just sold my car and... 
twice on my commute to work with my bike. I had been hit by cars. So there's a lot of things kind of coming together, making me realize how friggin' short life is. And so I was like, okay, okay, I'll go to Bali. And so we had this three week trip and you know, not, not without rough patches. Um, he and I definitely had some, some issues right off the gate that I could definitely see were there. Uh, but at the end of three weeks, <laughs> at the end of three weeks, he was like, I don't want to go back. And I don't think you do either. And I was like, well, I don't want to go back. <laughs> but you have to be like a real boy. You have to be a real boyfriend if we're going to do this. Can't be dumping me every couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we quit our jobs. My dad packed up all my belongings in Boston and... Uh, shuttled them back to his house in Buffalo and my parents were supportive, but also worried. <laughs> Def- yeah. Uh, naturally. Uh, naturally. Uh, but then uh, he and I started figuring out like, well, what do we do now? And it was kind of a matter of, well, we need to live frugally, but we also need to find ways to make money or offset our costs. He had some money that he's going to invest in a business. So it's kind of like figure out what that business could be. And I had my digital marketing skills, so that might pair nicely together. So it was like, Kind of an exciting time. So we yeah. went, yeah, so we started off in Pai, northern Thailand. Uh, not great Wi-Fi where we were, but we worked at a circus hostel. And uh, basically, uh, we're hippies for about a month. <laughs> uh, didn't do a lot, but made a lot of friends. And I'm actually going to visit some of them in Scotland in a week, uh, two weeks. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, and so we... we Learned a little bit about living and working at a hostel, but that's about it. <laughs> and some interesting stories, but that's for another day. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we went to, we figured, well, maybe we want some, to learn something or have a trade where we can make money. So we went to, next was Philippines, to dive. And so we both were getting our dive master. And I think for me the extroverted teaching lifestyle is just not a great fit. And I started to be reminded of that when we were on the dive boat every day. And so fortuitously on New Year's Eve, I burned my hand on a firework, cutting my diving crew short with a second degree burn. (laughs) Oh, damn. Wow. Uh, And so I ended up working in the dive shop office and kind of, um, getting rid of some of the costs I had accrued diving through helping them with social media and stuff like that. I was like, oh, right, I have a whole career that I could probably be doing wherever I go. Right, and yeah. the blog already existed at that time, and I hadn't really been doing a lot of blogging. And I was like, you know what? Why don't, you know, in Palawan in the Philippines, the Wi-Fi is not great, but I was like, well, why don't the next places we go make sure we have good Wi-Fi, and I'll just see what I can do and see if I can make money to at least defray some of the cost of travel and then we could travel longer. Right. So luckily Vietnam was our next com- country we had booked. Uh, and so Vietnam has really great Wi-Fi, really great cell plans. And once we got here, it was just, do, can I ask you a question yeah. just to interrupt you real yeah. quick? Do, do they, li- do they like Americans over there? Um, mostly. Yeah. I've had really great experiences. Um, That's good. Yeah. It, it's, I would say my experiences have been amazing here and it's been my favorite country Um, going to the war remnants museum is very interesting because you see it from the Vietnamese perspective um, as you see in America from the American perspective and uh, we did fuck their shit up and uh, we did some really really atrocious things and 
uh, it really wasn't for the betterment in general of right. of the Vietnamese or the Americans. It was really just a money thing. Um, right. And and I didn't and know. You're referring when you see all this stuff. You're referring to Vietnam, right? Yeah, the Vietnam War. And yeah. And and you know, uh, I think back to any of the Vietnamese Vietnam War vets that I've met in America, and they're fucked up, and it was horrible. Oh yeah, and, and so yeah, it's, a lot of them are. You know, we 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 screwed over our boys, and we screwed over the Vietnamese. It was just a horrible, horrible thing. It shouldn't have happened. And I didn't really right. know much about Vietnamese history, and I was actually at the Ho Chi Minh uh, Mausoleum, or the the place here in uh, Hanoi, last week, and I was like, I don't even know anything about Ho Chi Minh. I feel like an idiot, so I just looked him up online, and basically, he was yeah. just a revolutionary that wanted to get foreign interests out of the country, and. That's very American. That's very, very much yeah. what Americans did to the British. So I was like, "That cool guy. Uh, I like it." And we shouldn't have been there. So, good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I'd say in general, people are really, really friendly. Um, there are some of the older people that you'll see, and they might not be thrilled to see Westerners in general. But I haven't experienced yeah. direct anti-American hatred, so that's cool. Oh, uh, so so they refer to us as Westerners. Westerners would be anyone who's really. Uh, and not not uh, Asian. Ah, gotcha. Like pretty much, uh, that's yeah. what I seem to find. And and they do call us white people. And I'm like, oh, is that is that racist to call myself a white person? Like, <laughs> what do I what do I do? I don't know. Like, what's what's PC? Whoa. But like, well, but like, well, I can say I can say yeah, the white people. And then they're like, yeah, the white people. Like they agree. Like it's an okay term. <laughs> wow. So yeah. You're, you're not stateside, but um, it is kind of getting a little out of hand with the racism stuff, especially with the political campaign oh God. going around. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe you do know. We're not going to get into that. I, That's I, see, it, I see it on Facebook, and I'm just like, for fuck's sake, like, yeah. pull your shit together, America. <laughs> you're, making me, yeah. you're making us all look bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a little rough right now Yeah. with all the what's going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> pull it together, America. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so, so, my dear listeners, don't be fooled. Yes, she is. We're, tell everyone where you're at right now while we're doing this podcast. Maybe. I'm in Hanoi and Vietnam. I'm finishing up my three months. Uh, I'm in a coffee shop, so if you hear some noise, that would be the, yeah, <laughs> the reason. That, that is the real deal, people. And she's in a coffee shop right yeah, now. Yeah. She's not, and she's not drinking a caramel macchiato for you, Starbucks. People. No, they have the best coffee here. It's the Vietnamese dark coffee, and they put sweet and condensed milk in it. And I call it crack uh-huh. coffee because I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I guess Starbucks is nothing on them. Yeah, there's like a couple Starbucks here, but like the cost of the coffees here are just so much less. So much less. Yeah, like I can imagine. Under a dollar. They might be cancerous, but they're under a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so you grew, you grew up... <laughs> So you grew up in Boston, but you're originally from Buffalo, correct? I grew up in Buffalo. Grew up in Buffalo. You lived in Boston for twelve years. Although I'm con- for twelve years, and although I'm convinced, and you spent some time here in San Antonio. Your your brother was in Fort Sam, and I'm I swear you're not from Boston. You have to be an Austinite because you're you said you were a hippie. So I imagine <laughs> it has to be Austin. You know? <laughs> I, I, I was the person, like, in Boston, I brew my own kombucha, meditate in the park, like, <laughs> go on walks. I sold my car. I was biking everywhere. No one really knew what to make of me. <laughs> I reenacted plays on weekends. Oh, no, no. I'm not theatrical in any way. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No theatrics. No theatrics to get 
No theatrics whatsoever for Lulu. So okay, so you 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 were with your your boyfriend. You guys went to to. Oh my gosh, I forgot the name of the country right now. What what is the name of the country? Uh, well, now we're in Did Vietnam. Okay, okay, you're in Vietnam now, but you when you first started this, you were with your boyfriend at the time, and y'all were in Dubai. No, right? no, no, he was in the Middle East. Okay, I was in Boston. Was in, okay. We met in Bali, okay. in Indonesia. Okay, met in Bali. Okay, so then after all that happened, I'm we, I didn't want to get sidetracked with the story, but if we want to, oh yeah, dive right back into that. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. Uh, so then, back to Vietnam. We get to Vietnam and. Back. Um, yeah. I start being able to pick up a couple clients, which was pretty awesome. Finding that actually yeah. I am marketable and I can make money wherever I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank God, <laughs> my career didn't go to shit. <laughs> and no top ramen for you. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> and then, um, uh, so uh, you know, I went to some co-working spaces, which are really awesome for digital nomads. Um, you know, you go yeah. to these places yeah. and they're they're startups work out of them other digital nomads who can work online or just people that travel the globe and try to live pretty frugally but make their money online through clients all over the world um so i've been hitting up those and uh the boyfriend was um working at a hostel and i was like oh you know this is nice and now i'm cutting down on drinking and you know, we had smoked yeah. some cigarettes in the other Southeast Asian countries, as you do when you travel around here. And I was like, no, like, right. that's got to stop, too. Like, not a smoker. And um, he was working at a hostel, uh, and he was doing bar crawls six nights a week with, like, young backpackers. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, I'm almost 32. This isn't the life I want. <laughs> and there was some other fundamental differences that we had. So, um I made the hard decision to break up with him, which yeah. sucked and was also really yeah, good. <laughs> and so <laughs> after the breakup, I, I think what everybody was like, well, it's okay if you come home. It's not quitting. It's not failure if you come home now. And I didn't not go home because, like, I didn't want I, – I wasn't afraid of what people would think if I went home. But I didn't right. want this chapter of my life to be defined as traveling for a guy and quitting when – he was gone. I really wanted to just see it through and just, even if, you know, even if I only do travel through Christmas when I go home to Buffalo, even if that's all it is, and then I do vacations after that, that's okay. But I, yeah. I just didn't want it to be this time frame of my life to just be memories of he and I when that didn't end up on a positive note. Yeah. So then you just, that's when you decided to just kind of stay put right out there. Yeah. And so that's when I was like, well, I'm not going to rush it. So I'm going to stay in Ho Chi Minh for a little while. And I have a three month visa. So that doesn't even happen until the end of April. And so, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, um, a little bit frozen, a little bit paralyzed, but at the same time making it work and making money and accruing some money and building up my checking account um and so then one of my best friends from boston came and visited me and we did uh, a vacation to one of the islands and that was really nice it made me feel like okay i can do this i can travel on my own it's not a big deal um and, and yeah. then after that i've been really able to book out the next juncture of the life and you know i've been all up and down vietnam now um i'll be back in ho chi minh next week before i leave Staying at the Hyatt for my last rewards night. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be very nice after all the hostels. Um, 
<laughs> then, um, then I go to London for a, a little bit of time, Scotland, to see the people from the, the circus hostel. And then I will be in Portugal for up to three months. But I think I might do a little hopping around after that through Europe as well. Yeah. So what part of, uh, of you said, oh, you're going to London. I was going to say what part of England, but you said London. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do a lot of, I'm, I'm going to be in London. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to couch surf. So if anybody wants to host a couch surf from London, hello. <laughs> <laughs> she needs your help. Oh, SOS. I, I, it's my first time couch surfing, so I don't have a great profile yet. But uh, I have a feeling it will work out. Knocking on wood. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, you you made it. You made it through all these other junctures. You, I think you can handle this. Yes, one. thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how's how's the experience been overall? I mean, you've had a lot of um, life. I'm sure a lot of life lessons and life experiences and stuff. That it, and, and what what amazes me is that you you hear you see stuff and and I mean not to get cliche or not to talk about it i mean movies or anything but you see people go through this in movies and you're like oh wow that's pretty cool what if i could do that and you don't ever meet i've never met anybody you're actually the first person i know that's doing this and I'm very admirable and very courageous and to have the ability to go out and do that um is it has it been like i mean what's it been like i mean i i'm, I'm assuming it's amazing <laughs> i'm assuming it's been challenging but yeah but, i mean um, you, it's i would like say a journal that you have you know so <laughs> Exactly. And I think the thing is, um, uh, you know, for me, I didn't really have a safety net or a backup plan. I kind of did it on a whim with a guy while I was drunk in a pool in Bali. Like, pretty dumb, (laughs) (laughs) pretty dumb way to make the choice, but it's all kind of worked out. But um, I would say the the challenges every day are the same challenges I would have back home. Like, sometimes walking home alone at night, I'll be like, wow, I'm really alone. But then I think, well, I'm just as alone as if I was walking home alone in Boston from the gym to my house. You're equally, you're equally alone. Um, you have equal opportunities to meet people, business connections. And sometimes I would say more because in the States, if you're driving to and from work and to the same places you go all the time, it's almost like a rut where you stop, you stop encountering new people. Um, right. So, you know, there's the loneliness. There's aspects of it that definitely aren't ideal but there's also this kind of growth and you know like for example this uh this past weekend i went hiking in sapa in the mountains and i'm like oh it's gonna be so life-altering to be up in nature i'm barely gonna have time to meditate and all this stuff and i get there and i'm worrying about the same bullshit i was worrying about here like you 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 don't go through growth unless you actually try to go through growth like yeah. You can put yourself anywhere in the in the world, but unless you're mindful and you really put your you really put your intentions towards growing, you're not going to do it. Yeah. You can be on Facebook all day long in the hostel wherever you are in the world, or in the most beautiful place in the world. You can just be on Facebook, and a lot of people are that type of traveler. So it's it's, yeah. it's good to remember to tap out and to just try to be okay with your aloneness, or just stop worrying about bullshit. And that is true no matter where you are, even in the states. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. So when you're out in the mountains, do you have like a, do you have like a, is your, I'm assuming you have a cell phone. Do you have a connection out there, like in terms of being able to 
be connected to the world or are you just completely disconnected from the matrix i was so connected my cell phone my cell phone i have a sim card i I got rid of stupid at&t and their stupid plan and i had to pay stupid 250 dollars. but once that was over the sim cards in the country are about 20 bucks a month so for full data like pretty much three gigs of data a month it's like 20 bucks and then there's wi-fi everywhere um so i was i was snapchatting my track (laughs) 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 <laughs> because I'm 12. That's pretty cool. I'm 12 years old. <laughs> You're 12 years old all over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's it's, incre- it's incredibly cheap being being able to to uh, to to do that. I mean, I've heard that people in in other countries cell phone services are incredibly low compared to the way they are here Amer- in America where we capitalize on all that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more reasonable here. And there's places where the Wi-Fi or the cell service isn't great, but uh, that's the same in the states. Like my dad oh, yeah. my dad in Buffalo lives like near near the farmlands and certain providers do not get service at his house. So <laughs> Yeah. Same shit. <laughs> It's like no, no towers are here, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm um. So, so do you ever um, do you check back in at home with your family and stuff? Or? Yeah, like un- obnoxiously so. <laughs> yeah. Or do you get do you get pretty homesick from time to time? No, but one of my big concerns when I started the travel was, um, like my ex uh, was would would say like in passing where people would ask him, oh, when you're going back to the states, and he'd be like, never, and. I was like, ha, huh, once a year, <laughs> because the thing is, I don't, I don't want to miss, you know, the slow pro- process of my parents getting old or moments and right. occasions. And I, I don't know that I'll live in the States again, but I wow. do know for a fact, I will see them once a year, no matter where that is on the globe. But yeah, it's just, it's just not an option to be that disconnected from my family. Like they brought, they brought yeah. me up and I want to bring them to their place. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, definitely. It's just. I'm not going to miss that for for travel and adventure. Yeah. Do you um? So you said. So did I hear that correctly? You said you may not. You don't know if you'll ever come back and live in the states. Yeah. You never know. Like um, business right. opportunities come up wherever you are. Um. And so. Yeah. I w- I think I would like to be in a closer time zone, like Central or South America. But right. And you know, if Donald Trump gets elected, I won't be moving back. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, no tolerance. I, I have no tolerance that for racism. Happen. Yeah, I have no yeah. tolerance for racism after this lifestyle. So, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. It's crazy that that people would actually vote for that guy. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, at least we're on the same page with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely on the same page for that. I have a I have a daughter to worry about in her upbringing. Yeah, exactly. Depends on this next president, you know. Exactly. The thought of having some guy with a with a cat for a, for his, for hair, I don't know. About. Anyway. I mean, some people love <laughs> pussy, but. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, but that's just beyond strange for me, anyway. But um. With Donald Trump, anyway. But that's. <laughs> Public service announcement. That's I had to get that. Yeah. Pocket. No, yeah, you, def- you definitely did. Um, so, so you, so you, you, co- you come back stateside once a year. You, you don't really know if, if you'll end up going coming back stateside. So, where do you think you'll end up? Do you have any uh, inkling or an idea? So, uh, the the direction I think I'm heading, and 
I think one of the things I'm finding recently is a lot of people travel so that they don't have to make a decision or they can avoid making a decision or they can defer the student loans or whatever it is. Um, right. I think I'm traveling to find something and get closer to it. And I think everywhere I go, I'm getting closer to where I think I want to be. And what uh, Africa will be for me, because I go to Africa after Europe, is... Oh, wow. I think what I want to do in Africa is find work, whether it's for trade or some sort of situation that works, whether it's not a lot financially or it's experience or whatever it is. But I want to use my digital marketing to help either an anti-poaching or conservation company yeah. or a nonprofit. Um, and so I need to really start re- researching that and making connections. Um and I have time, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to make a willy-nilly last-minute choice just because it's the first place that accepts me. Um, right. But I think uh, animal welfare is huge for me, and, you know, human welfare is as well. But as an introvert, I really like being with animals, and they don't drain me. Um, yeah. But big ups to every single <laughs> volunteer or <laughs> nonprofit or anything. I think animals is just the one that speaks to me. And so yeah. I, I think the experiences I have in Africa will help me kind of decide, you know, do those experiences translate stateside? Do I want to stay there? Um, you know, there's, there's um, um, uh, for-profit companies oftentimes have an arm where they are doing good for the world. Like potentially that's the direction I can go in. I, I really don't know, but um, I do know it's going to be one of those situations where the work that I will do for the rest of my life will not feel like work. Um, I don't need the money enough, and I don't care enough to, to ever go back to a 9-to-5 where uh, I'm trying to look like I'm not doing something else on my browser because the job was so boring or whatever. <laughs> like, that's right. just, I'm just not going to do it. It's, it's, I'd absolutely prefer to look frugally and within my means and freelance rather than to do that kind of bullshit again and you know yeah. some people can't see their way out but I guess my advice is like if even if you can't see your way out like there's just there's always like cut your expenses or sell there's something, something for everybody yeah right? yeah and yeah. and some people actually like that the the predictability and and the fact that they can be on Facebook four hours a day at work and still get all their work done but like for me it just feels like I'm hitting my head against a wall yeah and you know what and and that that's so true with Facebook. Um, one of my one of my coworkers one time said, and I, I don't get on Facebook as much. I do have a Facebook, and I only do it to like like a status, or maybe I'll throw out a status update or whatever every now and again. But he said, I he he told me one time he's like, I'm gonna get off Facebook and I'm gonna see how long I can go without doing it. So like he you know he deactivated his account and he noticed that. He wasn't on his phone nearly as much. And what happened was, is he noticed I, when he he's like, when I got up, I'd sit up and I'd look through somebody's timeline for about 10 minutes. Right. You just zapped like, hours of your life yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what am I doing? I need to get, I need to do this. I need to do that. Why am I, why am I wasting my time looking at, at, at the newsfeed on Facebook? Right. Right. And, and there's, and, 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 and working in social media and digital marketing, I get it. And I, I know the need for it. And I also, there's some things I truly appreciate, like, um, traveling to countries, uh, two people in London, I forgot lived in London, reached out to me when I mentioned mm-hmm. on Facebook I would be traveling through there. So it's this wonderful way to stay connected. But at the same yeah. time, it's this horrible time zap where it becomes people's lives. And actually, I met a girl yesterday who told me about that movie, Life 2.0. And it's it's okay. kind of like yeah. this second 
like it's like a Sim City type of world, but it's where these people spend twenty three to twenty four, like twenty three hours of their waking hours on this double life, doing doing wow. doing um, making a, a like a Sim like character live a life. Um, the life that they wish they had rather than getting out and trying to make that life happen in real life because it just yeah. seems too far away. <laughs> it's kind of turning into Wally, man. Yeah, exactly. It sounds exactly. like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just scary shit, so. Oh, yeah, gosh. It is very scary. So, like, every time something technology-wise comes out, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're one step closer to Wally. Yeah, well, and. And people. And, and people look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, come on, you haven't seen Wally? Come on now. <laughs> and the other thing is, too, it's like um, everybody's like, yeah, someday I'm scared of the future. When, like, you know, people, if governments had scanners in your arm or something, barcodes or whatever, I'm like, we're pretty much doing that by having our iPhone in our yeah. hand 24-7. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. Location services and everything. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you bring this up. Have you ever seen, and I, I don't really like to talk about, I mean, I like to talk about movies, but... That movie, um, Eagle Eye with uh, Shia LaBeouf. No, I haven't. Okay, so basically, it's almost like the way, um, like the way Terminator. You know, the whole, whole synopsis with Terminator was is how the machines were going to take over the world, and like they're kind of like holding his life by the by the thread by monitoring him and making him do things to so that way the machines can have control of the world and society. It was pretty crazy. And it's crazy to think because we're getting so advanced in technology that these things are happening in that movie. And I'm like, holy shit, this could actually happen. <laughs> yeah, and like artificial intelligence. I mean, Stephen Hawking thinks it's going to happen. He's smarter than all of us. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go with go with what he says, quantum yeah. physics and the like. I can't remember my head yeah. most of it. but <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But, the, you know, I think you, you made some really good points. And. And you're right uh, with the whole, you know, the nine to five thing. It, it can become predictable for a lot of people, and they kind of just go through the motions. But it's, it's almost like, I mean, you got to change it up and dive in and do something different. Hence, blogging, or vlogging, or traveling, or podcasting. Or podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 so, really interesting because I, you know. Obviously, I'm on social media all over the place, but uh, I met a guy and I talk to him on Twitter all the time. And he um, he has a great job, but he has a side job where he uh, flips things. He finds a Goodwill and, sell, and garage sales on um, on eBay, and he loves it. He yeah. absolutely loves it, and he's building into a business where eventually he'll be able to quit his real job. And so, you know, a lot of people are finding these alternative sources of income that they can do really well, and it doesn't have to be this predictable um and and to say, I'm not knocking predictable nine to five. It is for some, and and no. it's just yeah, not me. But the, for the some that actually love what they're doing, and good for you. Like this is not knocking it. It's just that that what I had been doing in the specific job I had, it was just a horrible fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, and, and then look what it look what it's come to. I mean, you're you're traveling, you're you're light, doing life experiences that a lot of us wish we all of us say you know we could do that you know one day or i want to try that one day yeah so yeah and it's it, um, and like you said about cliches and stuff earlier it's it's literally just getting up and doing it like i i'm i at times doubt myself like there's doubt every day you know sad moments and happy moments and joyful moments and 
it's it's literally yeah. just doing it. Um, you know, build in a better backup plan that I had, like have some savings. But you know, the jobs in America or the jobs wherever you are will always be there if you come back. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, my recommendation is that people do this kind of thing. Find a find a way to do it frugally. Don't go into debt, but find a way to do it because you will die someday. And those things you said you were going to do. <laughs> yeah. You, you you have one shot to do that. Yeah. That's definitely true. And I think that um um a lot of people don't realize that you know, it finds find your creative outlet somewhere, somehow, some way, whether it's drawing, painting, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so what what what's on the agenda for you to um in the next, uh, for, for today anyway. Today I'm catching up on work because after doing the three-day trek, I have to catch up on a little social media work because uh, I do yoga, uh, yoga brands, uh, social media accounts. And so I catch up with that. And then after that, I will say maybe do a blog post, dinner with some friends I met on the train. <laughs> nah, maybe walk around, take some photos. It's a little rainy today, but. Yeah. So have you picked up any other like languages and whatnot? No, I'm horrible with language, but perhaps, well, I'm horrible with Southeast Asian languages. They are so difficult, like Vietnamese. Uh, the tone of your voice, um, I guess there's s- six different tones that the letter A can be said in, like E, A, 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 and those all mean different words. so I am insecure even saying thank you Um, so no I have not picked up many Vietnamese but I think in Portugal Spain that type of language it might be a little easier to take on yeah wow does it have you um, has it been kind of have you have you uh, dived into it a little more or not necessarily no no um, like in trying to pick up another language no I really haven't um I think as English speakers, we're really fortunate because most countries... caters to us. <laughs> yeah, everyone caters to English speakers. Um, you know, German people have to also know English. French people also have to know yeah. English. Like, if you want to travel and have people understand you, you have to know English. Um, and it's a total benefit if you know the local language. You can get better prices, you, all these sorts of things. But you can totally get by and get around knowing only English. Yeah. Wow. And so do you miss American food at all? Or you, I mean, obviously there is American food joints over there, I'm guessing. Right? Yeah, there's, um, there's actually really some really solid American food options. Uh, there are some things I miss. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I had McDonald's a couple of times since being here. Uh, not proud, but I have. Uh, it's, Does it taste different? No, and I think it might be higher quality in some cases. Like it's a nicer restaurant oh, wow. experience than it is in the States. <laughs> yeah, uh, they exactly. always have clean bathrooms so <laughs> that's a positive oh yeah that, that definitely that, I can see that uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't really miss anything I really do love ethnic cuisine so that's been nice does it does it um, I guess is it is it easier to kind of because see look when you're in America obviously we all eat we all eat bad at some point and we can we can gain weight and lose weight and I don't know why I'm asking this but I've always been curious but do you find yourself like as like your weight fluctuating, or does it? Does it it's funny. I know it's a, it's, 
no, I'm, it's I'm totally, like a woman thing. Better, no, no, uh, I'm totally open about this. I uh, in the states, I used to do bodybuilding. Um, like I did a figure show, and I was very compulsive about eating six, seven meals a day, high protein, low carbs. I was very in tune with my diet, and I've always enjoyed my physique. So. Um, I've never been like too skinny or too fat. I've always been just about the same size. And coming here, I do not hit the gym like I used to. I eat rice two, three times a day. I eat bread. I walk a lot. Um, I do some yoga. But in general, uh, my physique is just about the same, which is weird. <laughs> wow. It's really weird. Wow. I, 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 I'm not compulsive at all about what I eat, and it's all working out. I eat when I'm hungry, and it's not very expensive. I actually recently turned vegetarian, um, but I still eat eggs, so I'm getting proper amounts of protein. Sorry about the coffee machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I've had no issues. Like, and, and it's one of those things where you just at the clothes start feeling a little tighter, you just eat a little bit less, and it all works out. <laughs> Obviously, you um, are super excited and thrilled about what's coming. Um, what do you see? I'm scared. What do you see yourself doing in the next you know, two to three years, I guess? Well, I would say until December, it's pretty planned out. Um, roughly planned out. Like Europe, I want to do a 10-day... Um, silent meditation retreat in Europe um, I do want to do work I want to find a little more work than what I have but also fulfilling work so with a, some sort of purpose based or altruistic based purpose um, and then in Africa I think that's going to parlate right from whatever I end up doing in, uh, in Portugal um, hopefully animal rescue in both or anti-poaching and then after that, I think uh, when I get back stateside, I'll be in Buffalo for a nice white Christmas. Uh, and then I think I'm going to probably take a month and really just live free on my parents' couches as a 32-year-old female, which is awesome. <laughs> and then uh, really just kind of dig deep and think, you know, what's the next thing I want to do? Is it another country? Is it a city in the U.S.? Um what type of work do I want to do and where do I want to do it and uh, really gear up and find the perfect fit and I'm really not opposed to anything I don't really want to deal with huge winters for the rest of my life and I don't want to have a car yeah. again so I think that's going to define it a bit uh, I can't really be in a snowy snowy place or a snowy place has very great bike pa bike paths where you can have one of those big wheel bikes then maybe that's the life for me um, and then uh, I guess from there, it's, it's kind of the sky's the limit. Um, I'm reading a book right now by John Steinbeck. Uh, of Mice and Men. Travels with Charlie. No, no Travels with yeah. Charlie. And I got it from a girl from Chicago uh, who was on her vacation from med school, her spring break from med school in Vietnam. So if you think you don't have enough time to get to Southeast Asia, she came with just a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> And she gave me the book, and it's it's a really good book, and it's John Steinbeck's Road Trip Around America that he took with his poodle. Oh, wow. And and it, it's, you know, I, I love the United States. It's a beautiful, varied country, and there's so many different things you can see. And so I always wonder, too, you know, I've already driven from Boston, or Boston to San Antonio back when I made the move there in 2010. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
you know, there's more of the states that I'd love to see, and perhaps there's a, a big drive for me in store. I'd love to have a dog in my life again, uh, multiple dogs actually, perhaps owning a rescue, <laughs> perhaps owning a rescue with 10 dogs, <laughs> Pitbulls specifically. <laughs> so that's a possible future path. But um, uh, I, 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 who knows, you know, it's like those are all things that I love and I, I really have to start building out vision statements and start goal planning because usually when you start writing things out, you can at least put yourself in the direction of your dreams and goals and and that's kind of where i see my life going very cool very 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 cool and and yeah and i just bought health insurance there you go so even if i have a big injury i'm not gonna be <laughs> lost away at sea it was a big grown-up decision paying for insurance through the end of the year <laughs> well hey at least you have insurance now you can go to the to the doctor if need be right Yes, exactly. And health is always a concern, especially when you're traveling from country to country. And and driving motorcycles yeah, through these countries, too. Yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> the, the climate change being too good on your sinuses as it continues, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am perhaps dying already. <laughs> you get the black lung. No, I'm kidding. Exactly. Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Lulu, my, where can my dear listeners... Um, check out your blog and follow you and all that stuff to kind of keep up with everything. Yeah. So I've, I have the same name on everything and it's a name that date back, dates back to, I think not aim, but it was, uh, I think it started with dating websites and then I used it for Twitter and then uh, Instagram and it's lulakilla.com. L U L A K I L L A. Um, and it is, uh, also the website so Lilikilla and then at Lilikilla on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram all the things nice, very nice and then then they can check all your photos that you're taking, your traveling and your experiences and kind of see what you're going through on the daily, correct? yes, exactly I've pretty much branded myself as outspoken honest and uh, makes a lot of mistakes, but somehow powers through. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, you know what? I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation again, and I think we got everything this time, and I think it's going to sound so much better. And, wow. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. I Good luck with everything. I think you're going to have an amazing experience, and I look forward to reconnecting with you down the road to see how everything's going. And yeah, I'm going to save the world. Oh, we're going to save the world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, use a, I use a mason jar every single day to try to avoid using plastic cups, but it's nearly impossible to avoid plastic oh, water yeah. bottles. So yeah. I'm trying. Styrofoam to where it's at. No. no. <laughs> and anyway, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. All righty, folks. I hope you were entertained and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Lulu, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I can't thank you enough. Guys, check out her blog. Follow her on her on her Twitter. Check out her day-to-day stuff and what she's doing. She's doing some pretty awesome things. And she even controls her budget, watches her budget on there. And the cost out there is incredibly cheap, like we mentioned during the conversation, compared to what it would be over here stateside. Amazing. Just 
amazing what she's doing. Amazing story. Um, yeah, I can't say that enough. I've already said that. So anyway, um, we're at that point now where we're closing up shop and talking about you know my social media, right? So guys, again, Twitter, Instagram at Roel Santos Jr. Check out the Facebook page, uh, World of Row. Give it a thumbs up if you will. Comment and uh, leave it and let me know what you think about the podcast. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or you want to tell me anything, you want to leave me a comment directly, you can email me at roelsjr at gmail.com. Maybe you're a podcaster and you want to be on the show, you want to talk to me, I'm down for it. So uh, shoot me an email there and uh, that's it. You've been listening to The World of Roe. I'm Roe and you're not. And stay tuned as the world of Roe continues to turn. You've been listening to the World of Road podcast.